Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. I'm your host, Jake. And I'm your host, Kyle. Welcome back, everybody. Jake, this week, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm also, much like last week, not drinking again. Um, I have a flight, and I have to leave my house at about 4 a.m., and if I have anything to drink, I'm not going to wake up to my alarms. So... I'm drinking this lovely pure aqua key lime sparkling water from Aldi. Well, fine. How boring. If I didn't, if my flight wasn't so early, I would enjoy very much enjoy a couple of beers right now. But I'm not literally, 100% positive that I'm going to like either of mine. So literally every week after Kyle and I do the podcast, we spend probably an hour, hour and a half playing video games afterwards. I'm not even doing that tonight. I got, I got to go to bed. Yeah, I shouldn't do that either anyway. Your boy gotta get to sleep because right, I cracked this bad boy open, which I shouldn't have because now I'm gonna show you the can. But I'm starting off with Fig Mountain Brewing Company Cryotechnic Spectacular. Hmm. This one will probably be my least favorite because it's a pale ale. Um, we'll see. I don't know. It's five and a half percent. Give it a shot. You know, we've done all of that time shit talking IPAs, both of us really kind of have. I'm kind of been on an IPA kick recently. Not me. I don't, I don't know where it came back. from, but I don't hate them. I, I'm not going out of my way for them, but I'm definitely ordering them when I'm somewhere. It's not like they make me fucking gag or anything. I just don't enjoy them. Yeah, and that makes sense. If it's if it's not for you, it's not for you. You know, it's delicious. I had it this past weekend. Bush Light Peach. Um, it is, I've said that that sounds not good to me. Maybe I'll give it a shot sometime. It's so good. You, I'm, I'm going to be buying some for Dane's bachelor party. So everybody will get to try it if they want it. But anyways, Kyle. Instead of a fun fact this week, ooh, we're going to do a riddle. Ooh. What can go up a chimney down but can't go down a chimney up? What can go up a chimney down but can't go down... A chimney up. Cold air. A riddle. That is not the answer. Um, Would you like to give it another one? Can go up the chimney down. But not down the chimney up. But not down the chimney up. I'll let you think Smoke. about it. Nope. I'll let you think about it. Uncle Kyle in the chat. If you want to think about it and let us know, I'm going to roll into the first topic and then we'll revisit this after probably. Yeah. Let me. Let me let me think about it for a minute while we so repeat one more time. What can go up a chimney down, but can't go down a chimney up? All right, Jake, I'm sending you a link in the Discord. Go ahead and click on that link, and then you can share your screen with Oakley, the folks in the audience. It is not birds. Nice try, Uncle Kyle. That's a good one. Santa Claus? Not Santa. Hopes and dreams? Nope. Some of these riddles are terrible, by the way. I just looked up a list of riddles. And it said, like, really awesome adult riddles. And, like, whatever the first one was was the fucking worst. All right. What, what time I- is it when an elephant sits on a fence? Time to fix the fence. Uh, 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 so dumb. Uh, 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 but this one's an okay one. It's a little bit more of a challenge. All right. So we got a trivia. So this is what we're going to do, Jake. Here. All Online right. trivia. I believe each category has 10 questions. I could be wrong because I didn't check each one. Um, however... We're going to do this. You're going to go first. You're going to pick a category and you're going to do the best that you can. And then I will pick a category and we will go back and forth like that for six of the seven categories. And if we need to break a tie, we'll go to the general knowledge, which is off limits to settle the tiebreaker. 
I like it's it. Not All hopes right. And dreams. Uh, we can do um, one of two things. We can either just do purely number of questions, which may make it more or less likely that we get a tie, or each question is like a scored answer. So like if you click the right answer, it gives you a certain number of points. Yeah, let's do that. Let's just do the points. Okay. Sounds good. Perfect. All right. First. All right. I'm going to start with... Let's just uh, list the categories first. So, so we general have... knowledge is off limits. That's the tiebreaker. Then yep. you have dictionary, entertainment, history, food and drink, geography, and science and nature. And I think these are meant to be a little bit of a challenge. So don't expect to get them all right. All right. I'm going to go with food and drink. I'm going to start this one off. If in a bar you were given a Mick, Mickey Finn, what would you have? Uh, a drugged Mickey drink Finn. award for fastest drinker. I'm going to go with a drug drink. Okay. Got that right. Azuki, Lima. Those are beans. Uh, which sauce is an ingredient of eggs, Benedict, Hollandaise? Easy one, yeah. Drambui is made from... Shit. Is it branding caramel? It is not. So the way that this works now is... So I would say... We can do this like with the total points if you really want, but I was going to pause you for a quick second and just say that we should make it so like you only count the ones that you got right. But we'll just do total points at the end. That's fine. All right. What sauce? Which sauce? Just kidding. Truffles and mushrooms are edible what? Fungi. Fungi. Restaurant. In a restaurant if you order something in roulade, the dish would be served how? Ooh. Not in flames. Okay. Um... Not with garlic sauce. Hi, okay. Not highly spiced. In the form of a roll. Dish shepherd's pie originated in the British Isles. The champagne of beers in Miller. And could a vegetarian eat uh, confit? Uh, tofurkey then. You can't, confit, confit just means cooked in oil. So let's go with, um, let me get out a notepad here and I'll keep track of scores. So Jake in round one got 626 points. Pretty solid. Uh, I'm in the bottom half of everybody. So doing great out here. My trivia I mean, knowledge pretty is pretty challenging, I think, because uh, I did. It, it changes the question, so I didn't cheat just for the record. And I also uh, did this category, so it wouldn't matter if I did or not. <laughs> Perfect. But anyway, it some of them are pretty challenging. Yeah. All so right. go to the next. Uh, this will take us back to categories or should. And I will go with entertainment. Let's get that one knocked out of the way. All right. Natalie Hirschlag is better known as who? Oh. I'm terrible with actor and actresses' names. I should have seen this one coming. Uh, the options are Wood, Portman, Imbruglia. Let's go with Cole. Cole. You probably know the answer to this. I don't. It's uh, a great sir, Kyle. I don't know who this is. Portman. There you go. I have no idea who that is. Which author was nicknamed the Wizard of the North while publishing anonymously? I picked a terrible category for myself here. Yeah, you did. Let's go with Tolstoy. It's not Tolstoy. Scott. There you go. Uh, in which film was Shere Khan the villain? That is Jungle Book? Okay. In which 1977 Academy Award didn't Woody Allen's name Annie Hall win? Holy fuck, what? Which 1977 Academy Award didn't Woody Allen's Annie Hall win? Okay. Um, let's go with director. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Fuck. 
picture. I thought it did have an original song. Okay, whatever. Which of these dictionaries is American? Webster's, I guess. Of the following dram dramatists, dramatists, who was not born in Ireland? Uh, let's go with Wild. Uh, Shaw, then, maybe? Goldsmith? Jesus fucking Christ. Of course, it's the one that sounds Irish. Yep. In which war was the 1980s TV so series? I've never even heard of this. Uh, yeah, I haven't go. I haven't heard of it either. World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, or the Crimean War? Crimean. Let's go with one. World War One. Fucking Crimean War. I don't know. Vietnam doesn't matter. I'm gonna fuck this. Fuck this one way or the other. Uh, the memoirs of which 18th century Venetian were not published in their original form until 1960. Polo. Giovanni. <laughs> Don Juan. I don't fucking... Dude, I'm just going right. to start starting at the top. This is insane. What type of creature was Robin Hood portrayed as in the 1973 animation Robin Hood? A fox. Uh, in the fairy tale, which of these did the princess have to kiss? Frog. And I finally got a couple right. 286. That was rough. You're in the bottom thousand people to ever do that quiz. I'm not surprised. I don't. I don't know why I picked that. Terrible. Yeah, was it, that was a tough pick for you. I got a steady lead here. Do I get aggressive, or do I go for one I don't think I'm going to be as good at? Your call, my man. Uh, let's go science and nature. Fuck it. In their purest forms, which of these metals is the softest? Gold, silver, platinum, or copper? Silver, right? Gold. Yep. Uh, what is another name for sulfur that is brimstone, which carries the signal in satellite TV systems, uh, electricity, light, microwaves, or radio waves? Microwaves. Uh, the leaves of which plant relieve nettle stings? Sock, rock, dock, or hawk? You know, rock. Could go hawk. Going sock. It's a dock. <laughs> uh, which of these big cats cannot roar? Jaguar, cougar, lion, tiger, cougar. Uh, what is the only letter in the alphabet apart from Q to not appear in the periodic table of elements? I'm going to go with J. Got it. Perfect. A Wessex saddleback is a horse. It's a cow. It's a sheep. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, in the year the Soviet Union launched Sputnik 3 and instant noodles went on sale for the first time, 68. A58. Uh, which species does the male become pregnant? Those are seahorses. Uh, soft green rock is used for carving into ornaments. Should be topaz, emerald, shalkandy, jade. <laughs> Take it. Four ninety nine with the same score as I just got. Worth a lot more points though, for whatever reason. Faster. <clears throat> okay. Jesus, that was tough. Yeah, you got to make a big comeback here. Yeah, I'm going to go with history and just get it out of the way as well. This might be also very tough. Who was executed? executed in 1305, age 35? I don't know any of these people. Let's go with Burns. Wallace. Who is said to have been the first pope? Uh, fuck, I'm not religious. Let's go Paul. Peter. Uh, which English king began the construction of the Tower of London? 
Richard the Lionheart. I don't know. Henry VIII. William. His face was on Emperor Hirohito's watch. Uh, son, fuck it. I don't care. Mickey Mouse, just because it seems ridiculous. Of course, that's what it is. Uh, why was the Mexican ruler Mo- uh, I can't remember. Montezuma Moctezuma famous uh, D the line in the national anthem for those who have come across the seas used to be what probably for our brave king across the seas that would make sense to me nope loyal sons beyond the seas yeah that makes sense too what type of battles took place during the Battle of Britain fought against Germany in 1940? Uh, I'm going to be wrong about this, but I'm going to go ground battle on this. Error. Fuck. While raiding Cadiz, St. Francis Drake was said to have singed? Signed? Singed? What word is that? I think singed. Uh, beard. Nice. Which of these celebrities is not a natural blonde? Angelina Jolie. She's not either. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. Uh, Arc de Triomphe. Joan of Arc. Napoleon. Charles. That was tough. 121. I think I'm going to get smoked just because even when I get questions right, they're not worth as many points as yours because I'm slow. I know. I I go very quickly with my trivia. All right. Dictionary or geography? um, I'm just going to go with geography because I feel like dictionary is going to be easier. I I want you to make it a game. Raleigh is the state capital Jesus of North Carolina. Christ. In which state is Jesus Louisiana, Denver, Christ. Colorado? Uh, what year did the cities of Constantinople and Angora change their name to Istanbul? Istanbul and Ankara. Is that 1830? 1930. Close. Uh, Antarctica. That was easy. Uh, what runs for two? It's Route 66. Uh, the Hall of Mirrors is at Madame Trousseau's Millennium Palace of Versailles. Uh, the name of the fault is the San Andreas Fault. Siam Square is in Singapore, Bangkok. Sri Lanka is also known by which name? Bengal, Persia, Ceylon. Didn't know that one. Eight under nine. I f- Which I that's think- less questions. I need to be able to in control of the clicks because if you just click through fast, you get tons of points. Yeah. You're getting more points for a third response than I am for a first if I take too long. Yep. Dictionary Pers- is the only one. You're the one who put me in charge. You could I have did. also shared I your screen. I did. I did. I would have lost anyway. I'm fucking terrible at these guys. All right. Dictionary. What is the- Which is nearest in meaning to the word eminent? Uh, respected. Which word means to cast an actor in the same kind of role? Uh, role play? 
typecast. I don't know what okay, I don't even have a clue. I don't think I've ever used that word. Which is the nearest meaning of the word augment? Uh, increase should be, I guess. Which word can be a sport or an insect? Cricket. Complete the saying, nothing what, nothing gained. Attempted. Ventured. Uh, parlous state means a state of what? I don't think I've ever heard of this one either. Opulence, maybe? Uncertainty. Which word could be nonsense or it could be papal? Edict? Mm, blah. Bull? How is that papal? Mm -hmm. Which word for a financial institution can also mean an underwater hill? Levy? That shouldn't be right, but deposit. Levy? Trust? Jesus Christ. A bank is an underwater hill? Yep. I've never heard of this in my life. The river bank? Chant. That's not underwater. Yeah, it is. The bank of a river is not underwater. Yes, it is. No, it's not. If you're above water, it's a beach. I need to dig into this. Which <laughs> word means chant? Uh, invoke. Intone. No, intone, I said, you fucker. My bad, my bad. Which word can mean to sum up a situation or hold tightly? Grasp. 395. Above oh, water is sure. Uncle, per Uncle Kyle. All right, I just want to do the uh, general knowledge one real quick just to see how easy that one would have been. Uh, the first space station the was... The river bank is the sloping ground that borders a water course. If you're under the water, it is river bed. Well... It is not an underwater hill. Sir, you picked the website. Um... <clears throat> Seinfeld actor was born in New Jersey. I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, was that... Fat boy? No. Big boy? Little boy. Little boy and fat man. That's what they were. I, uh, I asked my love to take a walk. Is the first line of which? Popular. Oh, I, that was my first instinct to uh, hand out. Uh, the Duvalier family. And it's a dictatorship. Haiti. I would not have expected Haiti either. Uh, is a fertility goddess a state highway in Queensland? ISIS. Nice. I win. Right. Jake takes the dub on that. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Just a number of quick questions. I'm gonna remember. That I still think I still would have won. won this one, but I'm gonna remember yeah. that because if one of us isn't in control, it's a huge disadvantage for points. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, like anyway, that's the end of that. Let's go back to the riddle. And the riddle again is what can go up a chimney down, but not down a chimney up. Up a chimney down, but can't go down a chimney up. We're out of time for my topic. So the answer is, I'll give you a hint. Mary Poppins. Oh. An umbrella? An umbrella. Oh, I yeah, I get it now. All right. Go ahead. Let's I hate it. this. 
Anyways, so I was thinking recently, you know, I just had a really, really good burger. And when we were having that burger, we were talking about the worst burger that we've ever had. So I want to bring up a few things, and I want us to discuss the worst version of that thing in our mind. Okay. So for me, we're going to start with the burger. The worst burger that I've ever had um, is at this place called Bristol Tap uh, out here. It's like a local place. Um but it's literally like a thick pub burger, which is already at a disadvantage in my opinion, because you have to season it really well. It's not as easy to cook versus like a smash burger, but they also just don't put seasoning on it. It's just an unflavored burger patty that's a fucking two inch thick puck. And yeah, that, that is, terrible. that might be the worst type of burger that you could give me. You could give me a turkey burger, you could give me a veggie burger, you give me a fucking portobello mushroom on, some, on a, a couple buns, and I'd rather eat that than eat that burger again yeah i was gonna say that the worst burger i think is when you get those frozen hockey pucks because every time you get those i would nearly every time you get those whoever is like willing to go and buy those they are also willing to not season them so you'll go to like a big grill out if you will and somebody will cook up like 50 of those fucking things and they won't put a single (laughs) season on it and then they'll try the shit out of them and you just have an ashy burnt hockey puck those yeah, so, so, so I think same we, concept, just less. Yeah, thin. just no flavor, which is bullshit. I if I ever have bought the the frozen patties in my life, I do season them. I do want to make that clear. I have I've done had them it. before myself, but you got to season the shit out of them. Yeah, you gotta be a you little know? aggressive with the seasoning. Yeah. Um, How the fuck is that the worst burger? Says Uncle Kyle. Um, Uncle Kyle, tell us what you think. You tell us. I need to know if that's also to my Bristol chat. Tap quote or for kyle's frozen burger quote because i think Bristol, it was before i started speaking so there's a good chance because they had no flavor it was like i needed to bring a thing of salt in my pocket because they also don't have salt shakers they don't have you it's like cash only they don't have fries you only get potato chips like there's just so many things wrong with that place but the fact that i was eating an unflavored burger that was hyped up to me by my parents specifically to be one of the best burgers around was arguably one of the more disappointing moments of my adult life. Crystal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just bad. Uh, there, just, there's no way to put it. It was not a good burger. I could have shit out a better burger, and it would have been great. Next. Anyways, Kyle, what is the worst video game that you have ever played? Uh, Good question. Um... What was the one that Dane made us buy? Anthem. Anthem. Anthem might be the worst game I've ever played. Yeah, that one's my answer too. It was completely dysfunctional. Yeah, I couldn't get, I literally could not get past the first level. The game would not let me, I beat the first level three times, could not play more than that. And I don't remember if how far I made it, but I hated it pretty much instantly and we had all paid good, oh, you know what was worse than that? Was it Was it uh, Far Cry 4 that Far I Cry made us 5. buy? Or that you and I both made Dane buy? Yeah, Far I think we bought. Yeah, that game was terrible. I didn't hate it. It was bad compared to the other Far Cries. It was garbage. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't great, but it was fine. In the same vein, and this goes to what you were saying about Anthem and having to replay that so many times. I almost gave up within the first ten minutes of playing Cyberpunk because uh, I got stuck in a loop. Oh yeah, I remember and it that. Let me finish the first level, and I was getting so pissed. Like I got to the point where it was like, kill all the enemies to move on. And they'd all been dead forever. And I'm like trying to shoot couches just to see if somebody's like glitched into the wall or whatever. 
Yeah. And finally, I just had to delete my whole save and restart over from scratch, and it let me through the game. So that one was almost the worst for me. Yeah. I didn't have any issues with Cyberpunk. I thought it was a solid game. Dane made me buy another game that I never actually played, but I don't think it was going to be bad. I just <laughs> never got back to it. I don't remember what it was now. It wasn't yeah, that long ago. Like, just, I don't know. I probably have it downloaded somewhere on my computer still. But anyway. Probably. All right. What is the worst beer you've ever had? Um, I'd have to go back in my ratings for the podcast because I think the worst one that I've ever had was trying something for this podcast. I have, a very, like I have a very specific answer for this. Go to my untapped. An ice cold Miller Lite may be one of the best beers that you can have after a long, hard day. But and there's like this. there is a one degree difference between a good Miller Lite and a bad Miller Lite. And yeah, once it true. hits that bad point, it might be the worst thing you can put in your mouth. Miller Lite can be polarizing, to say the least. I really like it if it's really cold. But like even like I've been on the golf course and I got a Miller Lite from the, the cart person and I, I opened it and I was like, I took one sip and I was like, I regret everything that I that has led me up to this point. I regret making this purchase over a nice crispy Coors Light. Uh, okay, I need to sort by rating low to high. Barclays peanut butter cup porter. I remember us both getting. Oh, that one, yep, that was and during. I almost yep. couldn't finish it. Yeah, that one was a really, 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 really bad beer. Yeah, that was really disgusting. Bad. Imagine if like a stout went bad and then turned sour while still being kind of shitty as a stout. Yeah, not, not good. All right. What is the worst type of weather for you? Snow. If hmm. I don't want it, it's snow, right? So like if I'm going to go snowboarding and I'm going to go drive to go snowboarding somewhere, totally fine. If it's a destination for me that I am desiring in that moment, totally fine. If I have to live in it, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to shovel. I don't want to fucking clean my windshield. I don't want to get salt all over my car. I want nothing to do with it. I'd rather sweat my ass off than be in the snow. Yeah, I uh, I disagree. There's a certain shittiness of like when it's hot, but also storming that I don't like at all. Oh, I love warm storms. I don't. I hate it. It's so uncomfortable. It's so muggy. It's so heavy. It like kicks up my allergies to another level. It's just not fun. No. If you can pass. stand outside in a hot rain. Pass. Oh, Mm-mm. love it. Not doing it, Especially Bob. if the rain's just like slightly cooler than the air temperature, so it feels like you're cooling off from the uh, rain, no. but you're also just enjoying nope. it. Hate it. Love it. It's too sticky. Nah. Don't like it. Love Don't it. like it. Not a vibe. All right. Worst type of person to be stuck with um there's a part of me that wants to go to either pole of this and that's somebody that refuses to speak or somebody that talks too much and i think the answer is somebody that refuses to speak like if you are with the most awkward Mm. person on the planet and you're locked in a room with them it's going to be the fucking worst i i i think i'd slightly lean towards you know rather being with somebody that just talks a little too much to the point where they fucking annoy me Mm -hmm. than someone that i that you can't have a conversation with yeah Uncle Kyle um, yeah. took my answer in the chat here. The one upper, the person who every story you tell, they got they got to one up you in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, there's there's times like in small doses where that doesn't really bother me so much. Um, yeah, if if you're doing it every once in a while, because realistically, I I know I don't have the best stories in the world. I know I've not been in the best situations in my life. But if it's every fucking thing that comes out of my mouth, that's a problem. 
I think fucking one uppers are a dime a dozen, dude. They're just everywhere. Like I experience the one upper on a such a frequent basis to me that it's really just not that big of a deal anymore. Cause there are ways to kind of shut that down. Like you just if you just stop acknowledging, right? Like they start telling their story and you're just like, hmm. <laughs> yeah and nobody gives a shit anymore like when you know that the, it's that type of thing uh, or you just confront it so like the one upper thing is like yeah it's annoying but it's not the worst i think it's so much harder to talk to somebody where you're like trying to like rip conversation out of them or they're talking so much that you're just like i need you to shut the fuck up right now yeah that's fair one of those two that's my opinion though. all right what is the worst minor inconvenience hmm I don't know. What's yours? I gotta think. Traffic. Traffic for the traffic most part can be a pretty major inconvenience. Though. But for the most part, it's not. Like if you plan ahead, like it's more the fact of like when traffic should be moving, but it isn't for whatever reason. Like it, yeah. nothing pisses me off more than when I'm stuck in like stop and go traffic, and then you hit the point where it's like everybody's actually just moving full speed now, and there's nothing that shouldn't, like nothing <laughs> that shouldn't be slowing us down. Uncle Kyle says slow drivers in the left lane. Yeah. Carly says when you don't have your chapstick. I got to be better about chapstick. It's what kind of one of my my weaknesses in life. I think this is mine, and it is a true third world problem, or first world problem. I mean, not third world. Uh, and that is slow internet. Mm, like yeah. when it, when technology slows down, and you're used to like a certain speed, it it just seems like it's fucking the biggest inconvenience. Some like all of a sudden yeah. like. So there's a there's quite a few areas around us where we get really bad service, and every time we go there, I'm like, how can I not just fucking look this up? Yeah, how is this like, not? I working? have the power of the internet in my fucking hand, and it says I have five G. Yep. And I can't load this, and it just it irritates the shit out of me. I'm like, I just want a, a quick fucking Google answer, you know? Yeah. Uh, as somebody recently lost internet for a week, I do know. So yeah, it's. I think that's it for me. That might yeah. be the worst inconvenience. Traffic is up there, but I think traffic is. Yeah, debatably more than a uh, minor inconvenience. Anyways, worst type of minor pain? Paper cuts. Mm. And like, especially, uh, you know, hand paper cuts where it's like on the webbing or, you know, on the tip of your finger or something, something that's not going to heal very well. Probably paper cuts, yeah. For me, I bit my tongue the other day when I was eating. Yeah, that's a good one. And I talk all day for my job. Plus, I do like podcasts and stuff. So, like this entire episode, my tongue is just like literally like I'm always afraid I'm gonna bite it. And as it rubs against my teeth a little bit, it's like right where I bit, obviously. So, yeah. it, like it just stings a little bit, and it's just enough to annoy me. Yep, that's a good one. Carly says toothaches. I can't. I've had toothaches, but never like bad enough that they've been like super persistent. But I do know a lot of people who have. And they are not fun from what I've heard. Yeah, tooth sensitivity is probably up there too. All right. And then what is the worst way to wake up? Or worst way you have woken up? Um, I don't know. Probably just like abrupt and unexpected, right? Like if I'm in a deep sleep and somebody rings the fucking doorbell and our doorbell is pretty loud and it like jolts me asleep, that might be the worst is if somebody just like wakes me up and they like shake me awake, like fine, right? Like I'll get over yeah. it. But if it's something that is like so fucking startling that like, cause when that happens, well, really the, the, the probably the right way to <laughs> thank you, Carly, for saying that it's my alarm going off 50 times, which has never been 50, by the way, it's like three or four. Times. It's like uh, seven. So anyway, the, uh, 
I don't ever wake up to a cat barfing. I sleep right through that shit. Um, um, I'm losing my train of thought. But the worst one is this, where you forget to set the alarm and you wake yourself up either. Well, usually what happens to me is like, I'll jolt myself self awake at like three in the morning, right? I don't need yeah. to be up to like six, but all of a sudden I wake up and like have that panic moment where my heart yep. fucking just goes eight million miles a minute. It's like, yep, and you can't <laughs> get back you to sleep be as a result. Out of bed, yeah. You know, so those are probably the worst. For me, it's uh, when your dog uh, just decides to throw up on your face. Because oh, that's know. happened to me. It happened to me one time where my dog literally just like coughed, and then like something came up and it hit me right in the eye. Yuck. I was like, uh, yeah, yuck. and I had to wake up to that. So that was, Not that was definitely that. tough. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about some of the negative things in our lives uh, that we have recently come into. Yeah, sure. It's worth it. We, we're too positive on this podcast sometimes. We're pretty positive peeps. Yeah, true. It's very hard to get us down at times. Pretty positive peeps. A little positive right, peeps. I'm going to rate this beer. This beer is a whopping... 175. Oh, I was I was going I was mouthing 125. It is below average. It's a pale ale and I feel like this really wants to be somewhere either on the IPA side or on the um like pilsner side and mm-hmm. instead it just sat itself right in the middle and it's the worst of both worlds. Well, good for it. It's like a pilsner that has too many hops or an IPA that doesn't have enough. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. Now I'm now I'm tasting it and it's I know exactly not, what you're talking about. I've had a few great. beers like that before where I'm like, what are you doing? Why did you label this like this? Like yeah. try a little harder one way or another and you you would get there eventually. But I right, need the a next beer I'm going to crack open is from Roadhouse Brewing Company. Their slogan is apparently live deep. Um, OK, interesting. It's called Wacka Brew. It's a blood orange Hefeweizen. Hmm. Coming in at a whopping 5.2%. Nice. All right. Cool. Uh, It's from Wyoming. Good old Wyoming. It's an interesting one. You know what's in Wyoming? Nothing. The letter Y. That's all I got. I was going to make a... No, it isn't. It's actually Y. Uh Ha-ha. Because it's not what? Oming? It's Wyoming? Ha-ha. All right, I've got another uh, topic here for us today. Perfect. And that topic is, got to find it and scroll back up so I can make sure I check it off the list. Jacob Perry. That's my name. What scares you most about your own future? Huh. Something that, you know, you wake up every once in a while in the middle of the night and you're like, I don't want that to happen (laughs) (laughs) or I got to figure this out. You know, I think for Yeah, I think for me. It would be. Are we talking like worst case scenario situations or like just general like just whatever, man, whatever is making you the most. On edge about your own future, like what what makes you worry? What are you concerned about? What is the thing that's yeah. like, I need to shit or get off the pot. I need to make a decision. I need to, you know, solve my debt, whatever it is, you know? I yeah. Know. I think lack of overall enjoyment with my long-term career 
is one of the things that terrifies me the most because I've always been able to find jobs that I like, but I've never, I would, I think there's a very stark difference between liking your job and enjoying your job. Yeah. Agreed. And I've, I've liked my jobs, but I don't think I've enjoyed anything I've done to date. And I'm worried that that what will actually bring me enjoyment professionally doesn't exist. Yeah. And so I'm always kind of like scared to leave something that I know that I like for something that I may not like or may not enjoy, or I think it's going to be better, but it's not. So I end up like stuck in this cycle of just bullshit in my head of, Oh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm fine. Everything's fine. And it's like, it is fine. Everything is great. Like I have a really good job. I make really good money for, for what I do. Um, I, I can comfortably support my life and my lifestyle and my family and everything that I need to, but it's just like the, unknown of my future because like my dad has jumped jobs like four or five different times and he's always loved everything he's done he's made really good money doing it and he's always been able to do really whatever he wanted in life like he lives way more humbly than he needs to if we're just being frank um and i just am scared that i won't find that yeah dude i feel it i would say directly the same thing as you uh is what my focus is but i can expand on it a little bit so and I think the the thing that causes a little bit of fear or dread or anxiety about the future is the fact that I just, ha- there's never, ever been a point in my life where I could sit there and go, this is what I want to do. Right. Whether I thought I was going to love it or not, right? Like, I don't know if I would enjoy it, but I this is, this is my thing. I think I'm meant to do this, right? And so it's... Um, and I don't believe in superstition, right? So I don't think you're meant to do anything just to clarify, but I think there has never been a thing where I felt it connected to it in that I knew that a, I'd be good at it, but B, I would also find some sort of enjoyment in it. So to piggyback on what you were saying, right? It's the same concept of like, I, uh, I don't know what I want to do. Right. Like, and I joke all the time and I've probably said it on this podcast before, but it's like, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. And right. Like, now I'm 30 years old and I'm going to still make that joke probably until I'm 50 years old or, or older. But at the same time, it's like, shit, I don't, I don't have the answer to that question. And it's yeah. what, what is funny to me about it, not to go down a different rabbit hole here, but it's like, we expect 17 and 18 year olds to make that decision. Right. And like you go to school for, and try to make that decision for the rest of your life. And I went to school and I made a decision, right? Like I, I didn't know which way to go. So I made a decision in something that I found familiar. And that's just something that, I had connections within the family, which is, you know, like I grew up with my dad uh, doing what I ended up going to school for. And so it's like, I just did it because he did it. You know, like I had no fucking other clue. Um, And so I went down that path and it ended up being completely useless to me because I don't want to do that anymore. Right. Like you grew a little older, you kind of figure that out. It's like, I'm better at figuring out things that I don't want to do than I am figuring out things that I do want to do. And so it's, it's never pushed me to something that's uh, truly captivated me. And, and the one time that I thought I was kind of getting on the right track and then I went back to school for it briefly, I was like, holy fuck, I'm in out of my depth. And it's just because I tried to jump in a little too quickly. So I still think I could do it if I really wanted to. But again, like now that I've seen that a little bit and dabbled uh, myself into that life a little bit, I also am a little bit more unsure. Like, hey, I think I would still enjoy that. But at the same time, like, I don't know if it's for me. Um, right. And so that left me with a bigger kind of void of indecision, if you will, of like, holy fuck, what am I going to do? And the bigger thing that freaks me out about it, right, is that, um, like you said, I don't hate my job. 
I don't love my job. I might not even really like my job. Right? Like yeah. it is a, like a very, very neutral place for me to be where I'm like, I don't really find a ton of enjoyment in it, but I'm also not like, there are periods throughout my career where I've dreaded it, but I'm not there right now. Um, so I'm at kind of a state of just this, you know, floating neutrality where I'm like, I don't hate this, but I definitely don't love it. Right. And so it's like, but do you walk away from financial stability? And, and that freaks me out. Right. Cause it's like, um, you know, I'm, I've been stewing on this for a while. I'm back in school. I'm going to be done with school soon. And I'm like starting to consider some options. And it's like, do I walk away from certain financial stability in a career that I've established myself in for seven years now? Right. And it's mm -hmm. like, do I walk away from that to try to find something that I can connect with? Because I don't know, I'd have to be a little bit more experimental with it. Right. Like go try something new. Mm -hmm. See if I find a connection there. And if that doesn't work, try to, and I'd have to be willing to make that kind of instability happen in my life. And I don't know that I'm ready to do that. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And I, I, think I think that's what freaks me out the most. I, that I would agree is like, I don't feel like, I feel like I know what I would want to do long term and just be extremely happy doing it. I know that I haven't put myself in a position to do that. Like realistically, I would love to just like create content in a bunch of different avenues, like whether that's golf content, fitness content, this content, video game content, whatever it may be. But I'd want to be able to do it like without having to worry about money, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, totally. That's what I'm talking about, right? Like it's, and you at least have a, a vector, right? Like a, a general direction that you think you want to go in content creation and whatever that might end but, up meaning to you. But it's it's the, can you do that and have the same stability, right? And it's yeah. like, especially in that type of a field, it is like, there is no certainty yeah. with stability. Like that and is a so, very, very dynamic place to try to go into. And like, you could have a hundred followers yeah. a day growth. And then all of a sudden it just, you know, plateaus and then you don't grow anymore yeah. like you start to go to, you know whatever it might be so it's that's a hard yeah. space to get into yeah and it's and the thing but also it's like even if i did that like i don't love video editing so like i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't want to put together my own content but also like I, I wouldn't want somebody to put together my content for me because i know what Dude. i want it to look like yeah i can't trust like somebody that. to edit it the way that i want it to be edited so like i, I would very so um controlling i guess for lack of a better word about some of the things that i like try to put out there in terms of like the things that i work on it's like somebody will ask me every once in a while they're like why don't you have so and so help you and it's like it's not that i don't trust them i just like it my way you know yeah i don't it's not that i don't trust them it's just that i do trust me and part of that really is like in uh sorry lewis is clicking things um Okay, he's gonna keep doing it. Sorry. Uh, part of it is just uh, you know getting comfortable with accepting and trusting in, especially if you're like a manager, right, or like in a supervisory mm. role. Like you have to get to a point, which was it was a hard growth for me, but because I had to do this as well. Um, but you 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 need to learn to trust that the people around you are gonna do put in their best effort. And at the end of the day, like if they give you something that's not up to your standards or whatever, then it's up to you to set the standard, right? Like you need to uh, fix that as a supervisor and it doesn't need to be a hundred percent exactly what you wanted it to be. So you need to like, you know, loosen your expectations a little bit to make those things work as a supervisor or manager. Like you need to understand 
other people can produce things that are just as good, even if they're different from what you want. So, and, and that is a super challenging thing to get around. But anyway, that, that is maybe a totally different topic. I'm going to kind of go down a rabbit hole on that one. But um, but yeah, it is it, it is hard sometimes to give up your um, creative license, if you will, uh, on your own content and hire somebody else. Yeah, it's just in general. And I think like that general instability, it, it kind of wraps back into like our main point of like, there's no such thing as a stable in, in a lot of ways. There's no such thing as a stable career that fulfills everything you need without the stresses that come with an unstable career or a stable career. Like your role is stable. Like you said, you, you have financial stability. You could stay in that role, no issues there, but it's like, you still have a ton of stress doing that, but you also just, you relieve yourself of that stress, but you just take on different stress by going to a potentially unstable path. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's there, just like it's the fact that there's no escape from from the cycle the stress cycle of profession of like being a professional in the world. The problem is is that I think that there is. In the, and whether that's naive or not, I think there's a part of my mind that is always like there is something out there where the stress will be equal to the value that I'm getting from the job, right? Right. And it's like whether that be you know um hit and miss financially, financially, like ups and downs or whatever it is, like the stressor is going to be, there's something out there. I think that I will find eventually that I will connect with on a level that makes me enjoy the work as much as I do or pay, pay the cost of the stress in order to, to enjoy the work. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I said, there's probably some naivety in that, but it's just a matter of, uh, and, and being a non-superstitious superstitious person, it kind of makes me laugh a little bit when I say that out loud because I like, I don't believe in like, again, I, I do not think that there is like a set destined path for anybody. Yeah. But I do think you, everybody has their own passions, right? And so it's a matter of like connecting your work with your passion. If you're going to spend most of your life working, which we do spend most of our lives working or sleeping, then you need to find the thing that makes that worth it for you. Or a really nice mattress. Yeah, that too. I mean, really, ideally both. <laughs> if you want a recommendation, I have one for you. But it's we have the, the same crazy mattress. thing about mattresses is that like people have a very fucking wildly different opinion on like what is comfortable when it comes to a mattress. Yeah, it blows my mind. Like on either pole, like some people will sleep on fucking you know floating clouds and have no fucking structure in their bed, and other people will sleep on cinder blocks. So it's like it's wild what people find comfortable and it has to do with like whatever your pressure points and all that shit, you know? Yep. And, uh, but yeah, anyway, if you want a medium mattress recommendation, maybe slightly on the softer side, I got you. Let Hell yeah. All right. That's the topic. Jake. Give this us seems, other. seems to have come in pretty fresh. So this is a pretty off the cuff topic for me. And we're delving into politics with this one, which we don't do super often on this podcast, but mostly just because, and I will say this politics takes a lot of work to get, to be able to uh, educate yourself enough to be able to speak about it. Right. And the problem with this podcast is you educate yourself enough to speak about it. And then you shock somebody else with that. And then the yep. conversation isn't as easy to have. So politics but can be difficult in this format. I feel like if I know you as a person, I feel like you at least have enough of an idea what's going on here. Sure. But the debt ceiling bill has officially passed the House and yeah. will go on to the Senate. Yep. How do you feel about that? Does the debt ceiling situation scare you? What are your thoughts on everything that's gone on here? The debt ceiling situation doesn't make me nervous because we don't ever default, right? Like 
and you can look at this and like, and it happens with budgets and debt ceilings and all this other shit, right? Like at the end of the day, um, especially like when you look into, it's more of a budgetary thing than I think the debt ceiling per se. And there's probably some inter interconnectivity there, but when it comes to like the, um, the government budget, this, this, this kind of a conversation happens all the time where whatever party is trying to have like pass their budget, right? So say it's a Democrat in the office, like it is now, and they want to pass their fiscal year budget for the United States government. And everyone starts freaking out when it gets towards the deadline and they're like, Oh, we're going to, they're going to, you know, freeze and we're going to get stuck in Congress and blah, 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 blah. And it's happened for short periods of time. But at the end of the day, uh, you freeze the budget and government employees don't get paid. Yeah. People in the military don't get paid. Right. Like, and nobody is going to take the political heat to do that. Yeah. So because of that, negotiations happen. And sometimes people slip things into these negotiations to make things go one way or the other, lean left, lean right. Uh, so for example, Marjorie Taylor Greene tried to pass a bill as a part of the debt ceiling that would make pornography illegal in America, period, dot. Um, so like you get people trying to sneak that type of shit into like a debt ceiling bill where it has absolutely nothing to do with that. Right. Like, you're trying to, and it, it that is why I hate politics. Like That is so fucking ridiculous to me. But the point of the conversation is that at the end of the day, people will sneak shit in. They'll do what they have to do. They'll make the negotiation happen. And we're not going to default on our debt. It's just, I'd have to Google it because I'm not educated enough to say when the last time that was that happened or when's, what's the longest period in, in, you know, in our lifetimes, for example, of when the budget went unpassed. But I think it's probably not often and very rare and for a limited period of time. Like we are a lot of the drama of politics happens on television and closed door sessions of politics happen in a more civilized manner. Mm. Um, and so I think it is, it is unlikely that anybody will be affected by the debt ceiling. That's what I'll yeah, say. Yeah. I'm very much of the same opinion with you there. And I think it, uh, amongst most things in poli in politics at this point just gets dramatized way more than it needs to in the media. Like, yes, this is of serious concern. Like, if something didn't happen, things were going to get weird for a minute. But there's no world where things weren't... Get like, there was no way it wasn't going to... Something wasn't going to get passed, right? There was, there was no way we were ever going to... It's just... It was I wouldn't never, say no way, but I, I think that it's very, very likely that people are going to figure their shit out, right? Like yeah. things are going to happen. Negotiations will occur. Like to be completely pointed about this, right? Like we elect representatives to go to Congress and the House of Representatives or to go to the Senate and the House of Representatives and represent us in Congress, right? To make these things happen. Like we do not elect these people and pay them a shitload of money and let them take fucking millions of dollars in bribes. Uh, so that they can go and not get something so simple as a fucking debt argument figured out. Like if we sent yeah. this many people to the house or to the Senate and they couldn't fucking figure it out, that's so embarrassing. Yeah. Like get your shit together. This is your fucking job. Yeah. Your only job is to make things like this not a concern to me. Like that is why I go to the ballot and I vote for you yep. so that you can go and do this job and make this thing happen so that I never have to worry about it. You know what I mean? Like, cause and that, that's the kind of the, if, you know, if we scale this out a little bit, like that's the point of a democratic republic, right? Like I don't, it's so that you and I, or people like you and me in our everyday role, don't have to make these decisions. We right. elect people to make those decisions on as a, you know, um, for their constituency, 
And so like, I don't have to sit there and, and vote on every single decision. And some people would argue that that's what they want, right? Like a true democracy where you vote on everything, right? And, and I think that they're probably wrong. I think maybe at the local level, that'd be good. So you're not like uh, electing representatives for like your city government, right? Like maybe you could vote yeah. in everything there. But when you get to the federal level, if, if we as a country had to come to a consensus on every single decision and vote on that in a true democracy, it would be a nightmare. Yeah. But because we don't want to deal with that shit, we elect representatives and we expect them to deal with this. Like you shouldn't send somebody to Congress that is unwilling or unable to negotiate and, and figure things out that are mutually beneficial, right? Like that is the whole point. That's the whole point. Yep. Yeah. I think politics for a while now has gone to black and white to red versus blue to left versus right. Like if we're being really honest here, I don't think that there is a single person in the world in the, I'll say just the United States in the United States who 100% of their thoughts and beliefs falls fully into one political party. I don't think that exists. Because there comes a point where like, if you go, so, there's a point where if you go too far, like so far right, you're almost on the left. And if you go so far left, you're almost on the right. I would say that it wouldn't be necessarily confined within the party. I would say that people, there are people out there that are probably, you know, ideologically liberal or ideologically conservative, maybe not necessarily democratic or Republican, but there are probably people out there that are like everything that they decide on is to the left of center. You know what I mean? But, or to the right of center. But I think, I, I don't even think that's true necessarily. I think there's a lot One of people. 356 million or whatever the fuck the population of the United States is. Yeah. Uh, I, Some, do, I, I don't think that's, that. I, I don't, yeah. I, I just don't think that is, but even if it is, right? Even if that is, there, there are people that are like that. I think for the most part, there's more benefits to negotiation and coming to a middle ground than there is not right like if you're I'm not saying these... that there aren't people that are that there is somebody out there that's unwilling to find a common ground i'm just saying that there are probably people that in their own personal beliefs are probably left or right yeah i would I, okay i do agree with that um but in terms of like politics there's too many people who will too many representatives who they basically say like if the democrats push this forward i'm not voting for it if the republicans push this forward i'm not voting for it yeah that happens a lot. And Especially there's in the no public sphere. Yeah. And there's no reason for that because guess what? You as a representative, even if you are a Democrat, are serving Republicans. If you're a yeah. Republican yeah. representative, you are serving Democrats yeah, all at the same true. time. Yeah. So if you're truly doing what you signed up for and valuing the opinions of your constituents, there needs to be some flexibility in your ideology as a representative. And if there's not, you shouldn't be the, the main candidate for your. You know what the crazy thing is about this constituents. And part of this is my fault. Probably. Well, majority of this is my fault, but I don't think I've ever met a representative that is actively in Congress at any level while they were serving and spoke to them. I don't think I've ever done that. I have. Um, I have been on campaign trails. I've listened to people speak. I have caucused. I have voted every, you know, whenever, you know, all the time. Like I have done those things, but I don't think that I have ever like gone and sought out a sitting representative and heard what they had to say, which the goal, right? Wouldn't be them to hear what you, 
or us to hear what they have to say. It's them hearing what we have to say. Cause exactly. that's, that's part of it. Right. And like, cause I was sitting here listening to you talk and I was like, you know what? It bothers me that I haven't ever seen a Senator come and visit me and ask me what my concerns are. Right. And it's, yeah. but I am also complicit in that. And that's part of my problem is like, they probably do town halls or whatever. They probably, I would hope they do anyway. They I used give to get like opportunity to go and listen, but I used to get like voicemails uh, or like phone calls and they'd be like, this is from the office of insert your representative here. We're holding a town hall. Uh, you can attend in person or call in. We'll take questions both ways. You know, we, we, we just want to talk to our constituents. And, you know, I, I did it a couple times. Um, I went to one in person, I called into another and I think it was good. Um, but at the same time, like even that only matters to an extent because anybody, I don't care who you are. I can put up a face and match what you're match the energy that you are giving me. Like, yes, I can go around my redneck friends and talk about shooting guns and having and drinking beer and having a good time. Or I can go in front of my super nerdy friends and we can talk about building a computer and like the, True. the random the little shit day, that we my, do. The way that this should work, right, is that, and we are so far off topic, I think now, but anyway, the, the way that it should work is that you vote somebody that you think is going to uphold your values, right, or, or whatever, right? So you, you vote that person in and then they should be taking feedback from you. And then if they are enacting policy or not voting for policy that is in line with what you and the constituency is pushing, then you vote them out, right? Like that's the way that it should work. Or if they are representing your beliefs as a constituency, you reelect them. Um, but I think part of the problem is that people kind of stop at the vote, right? Yeah. And, or they just, you know, they never start, right? So there's like, yeah. the vote is it. Right. And I think yep. that is a, a majority of people. They don't want to get involved in politics. So either they don't at all or they go and they vote and that's about it. And they straight ticket vote and blah, 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 blah. And then they never they'll go watch their CNN or their Fox News and stay on their polar side of politics. And they'll fucking sit there and bitch about what the other side's doing without ever really taking the opportunity. Like if you are a liberal right now that has a conservative representative in Congress or the opposite like, what are you doing to like raise your concerns to that person? Yeah. You know I'll, I mean? I'll tell you what, bitching on Twitter, as much as I love to do it, it doesn't solve really anything. Yeah. Like you have to find a way to, you, you can call their office, you can send an email, you can mail a letter. Like there's a way, there are ways to contact these people and get your opinions heard. And you could do it on that individual level, but I hope I need to do some self-reflection here on this and, and try to find opportunities to hear out my own representatives because um, yeah, I don't, I am one of those people. I do a lot of research and I follow candidates and I understand things going to the vote. I don't go uneducated into the ballot box. Um, but, but once I hit the vote, um, I just slide my ballot in. That's kind of where it ends and my participation needs to grow from there. And it's not that I'm not self-educated. Like I'll pay attention to what's happening in politics, but I don't do it at, at isolated to the the people that are supposed to be representing me. And that's probably where I should be trying to focus some more energy if I'm being a little self-critical uh, about politics. Definitely. Well, to wrap it all up, I think we're on the same page. We're glad that we're not defaulting on our debt, but we also... Both... Yeah, we strayed pretty far from that, but the point is I don't but think it's, it's going to happen. I, I don't think we really did because I think this bill is, gonna, is sh showing that we are still capable of being bipartisan in the best interests of the American people for the most part. 
I think there's some things that are always going to fall through the crack, but this shows at least some willingness by both sides to hear out some of the things that are being suggested by the other parties. Um, normally money specific bills seem to be the, when that happens the most, I wonder why. Um, but you know, it's a step in a, a decent enough direction. And if we can get people to agree with each other more often and come to a middle ground more, we're going to be in a better spot and our country, our country is going to function a lot better because of that. Yeah, that's probably true. Hit the nail on the head with timing. Well done, everybody. I'm going to rate this beer. This one's worse. This is a 1.25. Oof. Not great. Not great That's, at all. This, uh, this key I was lime more excited spark- for this one. Not good. It's Key Lime Sparkling Water. 4.25 out of, out of 5. Out of, I don't yeah. think Hefeweizens are for me, if I'm being honest. I think I've learned that by this point in my life. They're not for everyone. I am fine with them. They're not my favorite, but I'll drink them. It is fine. Jess doesn't like them. But I usually. don't love it. All right, this has been another episode of the Two Average Husbands podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. That is your host, Jake, at Perry underscore FF on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Uh, I am your other host, Kyle. I'm not on social media. You can follow us at number two ABG Husbands on Twitter and on Instagram. If you're watching us live right now, hi, hello, how are you doing? Uh, You're probably on YouTube or Twitch or Twitter. If you're commenting live as of right now, you're either on YouTube or Twitch. So continue to do that. We appreciate the interaction and it helps us to drive the conversation and interact with you guys, which is part of the reason, if not all of the reason why we're here, AKA it's actually part we're here for us too. Um, uh, If you're trying to comment live on Twitter, it doesn't work. Sorry. Uh, Hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube. Get notified of the videos. We're here every Wednesday right now at 8 PM central 6 PM. I was going to say Western time, but it's actually Pacific Pacific. because I'm an idiot. Uh, So 6 PM Pacific. Um, Yes. If you have podcast suggestions for us for topics, or you want to hop on with us, let us know in one of the social medias or in the chat or however you want to do that. Uh, Hit us in the DMS, if you will. And we are also in the discord during every episode where you can interact with us as well. If you don't want to do it on uh, the actual live chat, you can do it in the discord. That's totally fine too. I think I covered pretty much everything. If you want to listen to us, not from a video format, which I don't recommend, it's better to be live with us, but if you want to, you just want to listen to the episodes. We're pretty much all over the map. Find us anywhere you need to listen to us via the link tree. Jake, you can close us. Oh, Kyle covered pretty much everything. Thank you guys for all the love and support. We always appreciate it. Um, we got a couple guests uh, that I've talked to Kyle about that I plan to have on here uh, over the next month or so. So going to continue to see some new faces in here. So make sure you show them some love as well after the show's air. But this has been another episode of Two Average Husbands. We will see you all in our next episode. And as always, the week after, sorry, the week after we'll see you in two weeks. (laughs) And as always, (laughs) don't forget to tell somebody that you